everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please and Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Michael. Yeah, and this week we're joined by a very special guest, Michael Rodriguez, a former tech football player. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Yeah, Pretty doing good. well. I imagine you're doing better, though, because not only are you a former tech football player, you're a Birmingham Stallion. Yep. That comes with being a champion. Yeah. Giddy, giddy up, right? That's that's what we say. I feel so wrong to root for anything out of Bar- Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Being so close to UAB was hard. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's but it's LaTeX East now, so it's all good. Yeah, right? it is. True. <laughs> they, Definitely taking over the town. They had that graphic. Uh, Fox Sports posted that graphic. You know, retweet if your if your college football <laughs> team just won a, a, a USFL championship. <laughs> Six yeah. Louisiana Tech players on that roster. So yeah, I think it's okay to cheer for the Birmingham team in I this like, in this case. I like to imagine that Skip Holtz has a red phone on his desk that just has an in. Uh, in a uh, Rolodex that just calls all the old boys up when there's a Wait. spot open. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm waiting for some of my favorite players, some of my, uh, old favorite players to show up, but we'll see. Well, I don't know if y'all saw the replies to that specific tweet, but that was, uh, apparently the crying of the being better than Alabama tweet. So uh, <laughs> put them on the schedule. Yeah. We got a three game winning streak against hey, them. We don't need to hey, play them again. We're not scared. True. I mean, as, as fans who have absolutely I, no scared. say in what would happen if we played Alabama, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. If we put them on the schedule, it wouldn't be until 2037 or whatever, because yeah. of how far in advance they do scheduling now. So I'm sure the they'll next- suck by then. No, Nick Saban will still like 103 in a <laughs> Oh boy! Well, the Birmingham Stallions, yeah, USFL champs. I did watch that game. Uh, got a little iffy there for a little while, uh, but yeah, clo- closed it out. And all that matters at the end of the day is the dub. So it was awesome to see. Uh, it was awesome to see. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of games over the course of the season, but 10 and one, including the well, actually 11 and one, including the uh, the title game victory. So pretty awesome. Just dominated. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very good game for sure, and the season was also very fun to be a part of. Yeah, especially because you got one of those cool hats, I imagine, that says champions on it. And that's what you really play the game for. Yeah, that was the the only thing I was looking for after the game. I was looking for the lady with the hats. <laughs> there she was with the duffel bag just shining. <laughs> Secured the bag. There you go. <laughs> Oh, well, the only just, problem is, is that it was a one size fits all kind of thing, and my uh, head's a little big. Oh no, I, I hate that. I know that hats. feeling. Yeah, I got a big ass noggin myself. So <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, was a fun game. It reminded me of some of the uh, the close games that Skip uh, coached the Bulldogs to in his tenure, and then I had PTSD during it. And then uh, <laughs> I'm glad it came out. I'm glad it came out positively. Uh, I and think. Was, yeah, sorry about that. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I told, I was talking to one of the trainers on the sideline and I mentioned to her that there were several games like this in my career <laughs> with skip oh, attack God. that did not turn out the way we wanted. So I'm a bit nervous right now, Paige. And she just looked me <laughs> in the eyes, but luckily we came out on top. Yeah. I, there was that little uh, back and forth between uh, uh, quarterback number two. I think his last uh, number two Magoo. Oh, that's great. Trademark that. Uh, where they're going back and forth on the sidelines. And uh, Skip says, don't worry, we're going to win this game. And I'll be, yeah, I'll be fucked. He fucking did it. There we go. Sure yeah. did. I, I, I was, it was very heartwarming. I've got a shirt on order at the mall of uh, Jamar and Skip crying in each other's arms. I'm 
just waiting for the XL to come in, and then I'm I'm gonna go there and pick it up. So cute. Yeah. What is it it, with Skip and hugging quarterbacks, man? He's just got a thing for it. Like it's 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 just like these beautiful moments of Skip hugging his quarterback, and you know it just becomes this wholesome thing. Well, it's pretty amazing, and it brings me back to when uh uh suckle through the uh not to PTSD everybody here, but. Uh, when Sokol threw the pick against Marshall in the CUSA championship game in 14 and uh, the game, it, it was over. We lost that one. Uh, but he Skip was, had his arm around Sokol at the end of the game. And that's actually what Jeff Driscoll said prompted him to transfer to tech. So Skip's just a, he's a QB guy. QB yeah. guy with warm hugs. <laughs> have you, have you ever gotten a Skip hug? Is that something that you've received? You know, I can't recall getting one my first four years, but I think in my fifth year when I was leaving for good, I might have finally gotten it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was like, does he reserve those for quarterbacks after, you know, in, in yeah, crucial was, moments or? Yeah, quarterbacks are fifth years by the sounds of it. Okay. Uh, whispers, you transfer out, you don't get a hug. Whispers <laughs> Jamar's name in your ear instead of your own. But yeah, well, so to jump back to the beginning a little bit, because I'm kind of curious about your time at Tech and then we can talk some more about your time with Skip in Birmingham as well. But like you said earlier, I, I think on recording, we talked a little bit beforehand, starting in 2014 for Louisiana Tech, how'd you end up at Tech? What, what kind of brought you to be a part of the Rustin family? Well, uh, for my recruitment story, a lot of schools were telling me I was going to be a tackle, and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do at first. And so I kind of fell into the game of, yeah, you know, you can play tight end here, blah, 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 blah. And so... I thought in the two years I was promised to play a tight end, I might have a chance to convince them that I'm the next uh, Gronkowski. Travis so, Kelsey. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> that didn't really pan out because Coach Matt came in, I think three months into my career there, and told me that I need to put my hand in the dirt. And so that was that. I turned into an offensive lineman. And uh, I committed on the spot at the camp they have every year in June, though. So... That's really what brought me here. Laporte, Texas. It's the southeast of Houston. Gotcha. I thought the golf was southeast of Houston. The golf? The golf? The golf? The golf? The golf? Yeah. There's probably a golf course southeast of Houston somewhere. I mean, Laporte is on the water, though. So the water is right next to my high school. Pretty cool. Um, so in high school, were you playing mostly tight end, or did you also uh, kind of cycle in as a, as a tackle? Well, we had... Um, I was tight end throughout my whole high school career until I think the last three district games. We had a guy go down, and uh, my backup of the time was also a pretty good tight end. He was just more of a fullback. Um, but they moved me to tackle. I got a call actually after I think I came and visited Tech. It was something. And I got a call from my coach, and he said, Hey, you had a great game last night, but we're going to move you to tackle, and Jaron's going to play tight end from now on are you cool with that? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I have a choice. (laughs) So the last three games was Port Arthur, North Shore, and then Manville. I played tackle. Nice. That was a good time. You said North Shore, North Shore of Texas. Yeah. So they won the the six in mind. No, 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 no. I mean, (laughs) they're a really good high school though. They're kind of scary to play. Well, Texas high school football for you. Uh, (laughs) What other, uh, besides Tech, what other schools were kind of uh, after you? Uh, I would say who recruited me the hardest would be uh, UTSA. Boom! Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who else? HBU is pretty hard. Texas Southern. 
Yeah. Uh, had some interest from Baylor. Texas Tech gave me an offer the day of signing day. Um, oh, wow. Central Arkansas, uh, McNeese, Utah State. There's some several other schools. What's that like to get an offer the day of? Like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like, is that all, all of a sudden, oh, wait, what do I do? Or is it a, I'm, I know what I'm doing, so I don't really care that you're giving me an offer? Uh, I kind of knew I wanted to go to Tech, so... I told myself that the only school like that would have gotten a chance or even a look would have been Texas because as a kid who grew up in Texas, yeah. I was a Longhorn fan. It's kind of like Louisiana people in LSU. Yeah, um, that's fair. Except that. So I – right. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> no I mean, uh, LSU polos to LSU versus Tech. I grew up as an LSU fan. But I, then I went did to Tech, so. not. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up despising LSU. I'm not going to lie. I have despised <laughs> LSU since the day I was born in 1992. Very easy school to despise. Indeed. Yeah. For sure. Not recently. <laughs> kind of got some swagger to him recently. No, their mere existence is enough for me to hate them. <laughs> it's uh, an affront to God. There you go. <laughs> but uh, golly, so so your freshman year was uh, 14, and I think the opening game that year was actually against OU, which is the was, yeah. the, was the birth of GTPDD was that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. This, this very podcast exists because we started a Facebook chat that Matt named Go Tech, Please Don't Die. Yes. Um, we uh, we didn't do very well in that game. I, I don't know. Uh, so talk, talk us through your freshman year. Like, how, how was it, you know, transitioning from high school to college football? I guess you're oh, also man. transitioning from tight end to tackle during that time. So I came into Tech as a 17-year-old. I was a young kid. So... Through the June workouts is when the freshman report and the older upperclassmen stay and do the conditioning because the summer cycle is pretty much strictly conditioning. Freshmen are there just to get the get shown the ropes of how to do the lifts and stuff like that. So, so the summer was fine. Um, I feel like a lot of athletes kind of come up working out. So the workouts were fine. But when it came to tra- uh, fall camp, that's whenever I kind of got shown – that I need to kind of buckle up and get ready because the first day we put pads on, we uh, we did Oklahoma drill, which everyone knows is how <laughs> yeah. boys turn to men. Yeah. And my young 17-year-old self got put on my ass every time the whole month. And it was oh, it was demoralizing. I uh and then be on the anybody stand what? out? Uh, oh yeah. Do- oh yeah. I'm getting there. (laughs) So, uh, for the remainder of that season, I was on the scout team as a tight end and H back. And I would have to do things like block big Dora, block Vern. Oh, Jesus. Block, uh, (laughs) TP, Tony, Terrell. Oh, God. And, uh, Nick. There's just, and Houston Bates, can't forget him. Oh, man. Just so many guys that I had to just get shit on by for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It wasn't great. It was not fun. Um, And we had had Coach Coach Diaz, who was a damn good coach, but he has a lot of energy. And if you don't do things his way, he will, you know, he'll get his way. And so one time I ran a drag route. Um, five yards across the field up through the middle of the linebackers and I didn't get checked by the middle linebacker. And so he's yelling at the defense, telling him you're supposed to check the tight end on the drag, run it again, but in more Diaz words. <laughs> and so I have to run the same route 
And I don't remember who was at quarterback at the time, but they threw the ball to me. And I didn't get checked, but I did get hit in the ribs by Tony. And I flew probably all the way back to the line of scrimmage. Couldn't oh. breathe. Thought I broke a rib, but turns out it was just a hit from Tony. Oh, so, man. <laughs> yeah. And every day at practice, collarbones would be sore from Dora hitting me. <laughs> uh, would be terrified blocking Vern. It was just always something with that D-line, <laughs> this, man. This poor, this poor man. <laughs> It was a good introduction to college for sure. It's it's fun to like just look back at that 2014 team and see how stacked that defense the front ridiculous. seven was. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that was a damn good defense. Because the DBs too, you had all them Levander, Barnes, Liggins. Cantrell, Lavander. Pretty ridiculous, oh, man. man. Yeah, Cantrell, yeah. man. Yeah, that defense was stacked. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it had uh, Liggins. I, they, did we lead the nation in turnovers? It was, or, yeah. It was number one. Yeah. Or excuse me, number four. In the turnover yeah, pretty, ratio. Pretty, pretty damn high. And, of course, Diaz bailed not long after that. And we all know what he's up to now. But uh, yeah. the defense was incredible. I mean, well, it was just a good season, period. Right. I it mean, the offense, in, we had Kenneth. We had Lowe's. Oh, we had man. Sterling. Sokol. Mitchell Bell. You know, I never. You know, I don't know what happened to Sterling. Because he, uh, he was a six-year transfer from USF. He kind of came over with Skip. And he just disappeared like halfway through the season. And we never saw him again. Oh, he was uh, battling some injuries, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I always wonder what happened to him because he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. I remember he had a really long touchdown catch against uh, 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 some shithole school in Lafayette, and then he <laughs> uh, he just kind of disappeared. I didn't know he was battling injuries. I'm pretty sure he was, if I remember correctly. But we also had Paul Turner that year, too. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he's, he's making some noise out in the coaching ranks now, right? Number three PT. Yeah, yeah he's doing yeah. well. And we all know who Kenneth Dixon is. In fact, I'm waiting for them to erect the bronze statue of him in front of the Joe. <laughs> the uh, Sports roster page has the like little images by each of the players. And Boston Scott's is kind of adorable how young he is in the picture now and <laughs> what he turned into. He's in the NFL. Still in the NFL, I do believe, yeah. for the Eagles, right? Yeah. Needs more respect from his team. <laughs> yeah. Feed him. <laughs> Yeah, Damn. give him more carries, man. He he makes noise whenever you give him the ball. But isn't he a pro on? Isn't he like pro video gamer now too? Yeah, yeah Rocket with League. Uh, dual sport athlete. Not sure if I'm saying this right. The Dignitas. It's a Rocket League team. Yeah, yeah. I heard he's very good. But yeah, you're so your freshman year. Um, you said you were on the scout team, and uh, that was that was the year we played Marshall in the Cusa game, and then went on to the Heart of Dallas Bowl, where Houston Bates had what five sacks against his old team. <laughs> Five, five and a half, something like that. Yeah, yeah. something crazy so, against Illinois, and uh, so uh, hey, I take, let's just credit let's credit that scout team performance you gave him. Yeah, but, you yep. know, you you gave him that intel. You know, here's Deep. how you beat Illinois, right? That's just for, just forgot to mention his name in the post game uh, MVP honors. Um, <laughs> so, so wild. Yeah, given that, <laughs> given that you were a freshman, I and uh, I take it you didn't you didn't see the field until the the subsequent year. Uh, I mean, I barely saw the field the next year, to be honest. Gotcha. I would say I saw the field. three games. Yeah, something like that. Gotcha. Well, the next year was the because uh, was only there a year, and then it uh-huh. was it, it was Driscoll for the following year, and then I remember the first game that year. I think was against Southern at home. Yes. Yeah. It was 15, a pe- yeah. Because that was the debut at the DAC, the DAC. Right. Yeah. I think that's right. And that was a packed house, and uh, I remember that game very well too. Yeah. So I guess. You probably redshirted your your f- true freshman year, right? Yeah, I did. And so then 
your second freshman year, your sophomore year, I guess, were you right. just mostly on the scout team as well? Or were you kind of in the two deep, but not seeing the field much? Or how, how did that go? Uh, no, I was still a scout guy because I, I didn't weigh enough to play on the line. I think I had only gotten to about 280, 285 that year. My if, God. If that. And <laughs> I came in at 240. So, oh, uh, yeah, what's that process like? What's what do the coaches have you do to try to gain weight? Oh man, um, <laughs> mandatory breakfast on campus, weekly weight checks. Uh, if I didn't make weight, I would get a punishment workout. Um, oh God, skip on my own accord. I would drink a lot of protein shakes. Uh, try to eat till I had to puke. Um, <laughs> I do that m- now. Might have. <laughs> Well, it's enjoyable whenever you're actually like, <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> yeah, don't have to eat calf mean. pizza. You're right. Oh, oh the man. calf pizza wasn't bad, though. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'd sneak a little five pound plate in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, it was difficult, dude. Eventually, they had to like give me extra swipes because I just wasn't eating enough. So it was it was a struggle. Wow. So My Lord. do you have any idea like how many calories you're eating in a day or or like Oh yeah. I mean, I was on the the My Fitness app, My Fitness Pal, the, the macro tracker yeah. thing. And I was well over 5 to 6,000. Oh, My man. god. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was starting and ending my days with like 1200 calories of mass gainers. Oh man. That, that uh, that's <sighs> that's brutal. And then yeah. so so you're you're kind of slowly like you went up well that's not really slow you went from 240 to like 285 but they're still telling you like eat more yeah <laughs> gain right. more weight man that's crazy yeah that's crazy. i had to gain like a pound or two a week or something crazy I'm and horrified. then if i got and so by the third year uh my my t-bone package tied in year if i fell under 290 then i had punishment workouts so eventually by my third year i finally was a consistent 290 plus so i didn't have to deal or worry about it as much well, thank god for that right uh the t-bone package is a fan favorite not only of the supporters but of gtpdd uh the big the big bone is one of the greatest things to happen to the united states Agreed. <laughs> we love we love that formation although it ha- it seems like more often than not it has gone poorly in the last several years but there was a time where it was where it was very exciting. Worked out a couple times for Birmingham over this past season. I I saw. I think they broke it out in the title game too. Yeah, yeah. they did. And the, yeah, yeah, pretty exciting anytime that happens. But uh, I'm trying to go through my head here. The 16, 17 year is that the that's the is that the notorious HIG year? Where? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the year of of Higgins. Ryan yeah, Higgins. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Ex- explosion. Notorious yeah. HIG. Yeah, there was no way for you to know that he was referring to Ryan Higgins when he said <laughs> notorious HIG. That's not on you. <laughs> okay, good, because I was looking for something. <laughs> That's not a nickname anyone but Matt calls him. That is correct. Yeah. Well, well, 1617 was a pretty prolific year. That was Trent's big year, Carlos's big year, Ryan's big year. So we won JMR uh, game. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the road yeah. trip well, to play UMass at the Patriot Stadium. Um, yeah. Then what at Western Kentucky for the Cusa Championship and one of my favorite bowl games against Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl. Yeah. Uh, uh, some pretty awesome. prolific road trips on this schedule that 2016 year. Opened at Arkansas. Yeah. Was there any trip that you 
really appreciated or thought this is really cool that we're getting to play in an NFL stadium when you played UMass or something like that? Uh, the UMass one wasn't really enjoyable because that was just uh, <laughs> it was an empty stadium. It was an ass whooping too. But yeah, I think that the best game from that season was being in Lubbock and watching Patty Patrick Mahomes oh, oh, play. Yeah. That was that year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And was we it? should have won that game. It was a ten point, a ten point loss, wasn't it? Fourteen yeah. point loss. Fourteen Something point like loss. That. Yeah. But watching him throw a sixty-seven or whatever it was yard touchdown off of his back foot, that was probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. I've seen it regularly up here. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, That's sweet. That, uh, yeah, that was, was a, that was a cool game. Um, you know, I, I do remember it being a lot closer than that fourteen point. You know final score suggests uh-huh. but yeah i'm also curious like just from your whole time at tech was there any like opposing stadium where you'd be like oh we have to go back to this place or or anything like that like anywhere you just hated going as a you know maybe in conference um out of conference definitely mississippi state um really? those damn cowbells oh. are not something you want to hear outside oh, of man. being a state fan yeah that's yeah pr- I, I honestly i it it pisses me off. It fumbles me up right now. Just talking about those damn bells. <laughs> yeah, I I went. We played. Uh, we played at Mississippi State in 2011 when I was still a student, and uh, I went over. I had some friends that went there, and they got us into their student section, and we were winning the whole game. Um, you know, kind of like the South Carolina game in 2017, where we're oh, just winning yes. the whole time. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> so, look, I was at that game too. All right, but well, look, and, um, and while, while you're on that, but I, but those cowbells, a- I I hear you, man. Those cowbells, like, uh, it's just so annoying. It's like, why do you guys like this? It's right. well, my head hurts. You know, I, I just don't understand. Speaking of annoying, and we'll get to this later. One point losses. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Good. But, uh, talk about it. Okay, so so Mississippi <laughs> State was your least favorite stadium to go to. What about a favorite like opposing stadium that you that you just really you know appreciated going to or thought it was a cool um, experience? I always thought UTEP was pretty cool. That um, was a great stadium. Yeah, not many fans, but the few who showed <laughs> up were pretty cool. Um, the view is honestly beautiful. Yeah, not, yeah. Absolutely. If it wasn't in El Paso, it would probably sell out. But it's, it's in El Paso. Yeah. No one gives a shit about football there, so it's yeah, just kind of hard. But El Paso, UTEP's pretty awesome. Um, That's cool. I I haven't gone to a game there yet, but the Sun Bowl. Um, I've driven past their stadium, and I was like, "Whoa, that looks really awesome!" Yeah. Like it's just nestled in those little those little mountains right there. Yeah, yeah, dude. It feels like you're being, going up to a castle or something. Imagine being from Houston. Like I'm from South Louisiana and there there's no hills. So just <laughs> right. seeing mountains would be really cool. Especially, oh God, don't get Evan started um, on fucking mountains. Oh yeah. I'm a mountain guy too, but it's also cool to see Mexico from the stadium. Shout oh, out yeah. Mexico. You see a whole different world over there. Nice. Well, the, uh, pretty sure we kicked UTEP's ass every year that you were there and every year ever. Yeah, the next year, the next year that we have to talk about 2017, uh, traveled to UTEP near the end of the year and won that game 42 to 21. Um, but it's another game on that 2017 schedule that I have a question about. We hosted Mississippi State that year. Oh, God. I- Pain. <sighs> Lost quite badly, but more importantly, there was a particular play on offense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Were you on the field for that play? I was. <laughs> Can you walk was me that- through what that felt like? 
Because <laughs> well. believe, believe this, we're we're as tired of seeing this yeah, tweet I, and well, you know, getting notifications randomly from like Fox Sports at two p.m. on a Tuesday. That's like, remember yeah. this time when blah blah blah. Like, so, uh, so we're tired of it too. But we've never heard the on-field perspective of it. Well, living so far away, uh, like Julia's family, like no one gives a shit about college football up here. It's the Chiefs, the Royals, and fuck everything else, including your life, unless you're a Chiefs fan. So uh, one day I get a text from Julie's cousin Diego and he says, Hey, did you see this? And I was like, I swear to God, if it's the fucking 87 lost play and yep. it was the, it was the 87 lost play. Yeah. Um, anytime I befriend anybody new, it's, Oh, you go to this, you went to the school that, uh, had the long ass fumble. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Never mind the six straight bull wins or the, uh, yeah, or all the other stuff. Yeah. And it sucks because right now is the time where sports gets dry. So Fox Sports is going to get bored as hell and have to post yeah. something to get views and comments. So it's coming again. Oh, yeah. But, so, so, yeah. What what happens on this play? You know, so we were running. I'm not going to say the name of the play, but we were running a power play. And so I have to block down, double team the three tech and then go to the linebacker. And so I go to block down on the three he might have been a four I, I don't know i was blocking down though and as soon as i hit him i i think he swam me and i fell or something something crazy and i look back and the ball's just gone and <laughs> as oh, no. as a player you don't want to just let the ball go you know get scored so so even earlier that game that jmar threw a pick and i chased it down i actually made the tackle but nice. that's what you want to do. You want to you want to chase the ball, try and prevent something from happening. But at that point, um, CJ and Cam Knight, CJ Powell, they were both yeah. after it, and I see them kicking it. So <laughs> by the time I'm up, I'm like, that's sixty yards away. I have no business running that far. <laughs> <laughs> so I start kind of hitting a little lineman trot, and I'm waiting for it to stop, and it's it's never stops. It, I still feel like it never stops. <laughs> You're still chasing it in your dreams. Literally. <sighs> yeah, that's that so, sucked pretty hard. So so from your vantage point, you saw the Mississippi State guys kicking it, right? I mean that it was pretty clear to me on TV anyway that uh yeah. beyond the fumble snap, yeah. Every other mistake on the play is by Mississippi State not being able to jump on a football. Yeah. Losers. And at the end of it. At the yeah. At the end of it, it was uh, our guys that recovered it. So uh fourth and goal from the uh, eight. Yeah, the, the third opposite. Ninety three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was it that got the ball? It was, it was CJ. Right? CJ. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it, how hard is it to jump on a football like that? Like realistically, running full speed, you know, eighty yards down the field, and uh, and to just jump on the football and, and get it in your gut—is that as hard as it looks, or harder than it looks? Uh, I know that it is harder than it looks, but I've never had to do it, so I don't really know. I've always just fall, like fallen on it and it's just right by my feet if there's a fumble. I've never had to do the whole chase down and dive. And thankfully so, because if I would have missed the ball or looked like a jackass and kicked it or something, <laughs> then I couldn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, we couldn't sleep after that play. No, that's enough of that play, though. Let's uh, move on to something else. <laughs> Tough game. Yeah. Any, any positive plays you remember being a part of that stand out to you as like a, a happy moment, maybe to, to cleanse our palate after that? Uh yeah, the Navy field goal. That was oh, a hell yeah, yeah. So Big you were blocks. you were on the field, yeah. 
Yeah, I was. I was at uh, Wayne. Awesome. awesome. That was yeah, good. I'll remember, I'll remember that one very well. I know Navy were down to like their fourth string quarterback who was like a like a shorter cook at Waffle House around the corner from the stadium. And, <laughs> like, I think that's quite true. <laughs> not sure you really need a quarterback at Navy. Just someone to hand the ball off. Yeah, yeah well, it was uh, that was a super exciting game, but the whole, that whole season was pretty damn good. But yeah, part of the uh, the game winning field goal. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best. I mean, I think it was definitely the best bowl win of I that so. six, yeah. six uh, streak there. As far as of excitement, uh, yeah. for sure. Just back and forth the whole way. I mean, the, the SMU game was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's not all that comes close, yeah. just based <laughs> off of beating Sunny Dykes. Yeah, right. Just a poop on that asshole. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a good well, one, too. I'm not going anywhere, fellas. Leaves to Cal. <laughs> Fuck you, Sunny Dykes. <laughs> fucking told kenneth i'm not going anywhere pal and then everyone thought kenny you know i'm not going to go down this i'm over it It was eight years ago so uh (laughs) 10 years ago jesus yeah that's a long time ago but that brings us to 2018 your final year at tech uh Mm -hmm. that that bowl game was hawaii you said you ended in november of 2018 so did you not go to the bowl game oh sorry no i was there okay i kind of forgot sorry you forgot about going to hawaii (laughs) well uh no (laughs) <laughs> how was that because that sounds like it would just be fun just to be a part of it not even the football game aside just here's an expense paid trip to hawaii man it was freaking awesome because i'll probably never go back um unless i get some reason to but oh. uh, i mean this is one of those one time experience things that i've ever had uh the beach was freaking sweet um the people there the culture trying new things uh we had a luau and it was the first time I ever had mahi mahi, and that mahi. was cool. And they, but they had it like the it was a big ass fish, kind of gutted open, looked like uh like it had a big old block cut out of it, and they put the servings inside of it, so it was kind of for presentation. So I was a little intimidated, but it was good. Watching them do their little fire dance was cool. Um, everything was just pretty sweet about it. Well, that was uh, I believe that was the game where. Uh, rest of soul, Jay Ferg broke the uh, the record. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think and, he had uh, five that game, right? Uh, he had a lot. Think, um, yeah, Will, Willie Baker had like four, and I think Jay Ferg had two and a half or three, but he, he got to the, break record. the record. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and we all um, love Jay Ferg, and I don't know if you have anything you'd share with us about him, but yeah, he was a, uh, that was a pretty shocking to get that news recently, and we all loved him so much. Um, he was a great guy. He's definitely one of my favorite people of our signing class. Uh, long live Ferg for sure. Stories wise, uh, man, there's so many, but I think that I can just vouch for the fact that he was a great friend and a great leader to everybody, walk on or not. Just everyone loved Ferg and uh, not easy. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we want to, uh, you're close to him. We want to give our condolences to you as well. Thank um, you. Obviously you know, that just awful news for the whole tech community, especially everybody who was close to him. So, yeah, um, but, tech yeah, legend. but like you tech said, legend. long live Ferg. College He's got the record. Legend. Yeah. College football, uh, yeah. all time. Great. So, indeed. um, what was it? Did you go up against him in practice at all? Oh God. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I, I really do credit a lot of my growth as a player to him because, uh, I was, I wasn't where I couldn't have gotten to where I was without him because we would go up against each other every day from right sophomore second year to my last year because he was he was on the DN the D line starting 
getting a lot of reps by his second year. So I was the scout team tackle just going against him, getting my ass kicked a little bit. But then by the third year, uh, did a little better. And then I'm not going to sit here and say I was locking him up or anything, but it got a lot better. I was able to handle him a little bit more. But uh, I, it got, I just iron sharpened iron. I was really grateful for him being on the team and giving me the work every day. Yeah, for sure, man. That's that's great. And uh, yeah, I mean, just again, just shout out Jay Ferg. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. And just yeah. to kind of emphasize his legacy a little more, anytime I go to any pro building, whether it was the NFL or now the USFL, anytime I run into a Conference USA guy, whether it's tackle or guard, they know Ferg. And they say that Ferg whooped his ass. So yeah. it's always <laughs> nice to hear. Yeah, nice. well... Yeah, no surprise there. Uh, not just a lot tech legend, college football legend, and uh, tough that he's gone. But platforms like ours and that others have will do their best to keep his memory alive. Yeah, to, to pivot a little bit, uh, just before we move past Louisiana Tech or your time at Louisiana Tech, was there any other moment that you had that just really stands out in your mind? Mm, I would say our dog fights with uh, Coach Hester, which was our uh, our annual like competition that we would have with the team i don't know if you've ever seen any pictures of it yeah yeah. uh, oh yeah after spring training or before spring somewhere in there it was like in the middle of like probably june and july i think the end of june and we'd all it would be about eight of us on a team and we'd pick a a theme for our team and stuff like that but those memories stand out and really just a lot of off the field stuff with the friends you make yeah i think we tend to forget i think we (laughs) We kind of tend to forget that, uh, oh, yeah, student athletes, also students with friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you say so you kind of you've kind of been watching tech for 10 plus years. Well, I actually only watched that tech game. Good enough. Um, but <laughs> I, I started watching them when I committed. So I was very familiar with the Scotty sure. and Ryan and I'm friends with both of them to this day. So oh, nice. shit. yeah, I talk oh, shit. So I'm talking about how they sucked that year kind of thing. <laughs> it's nice to know that that happened i i what are the i mean not to pry this probably won't make air but like are they doing good because we have no idea what happened to them yeah both are doing very well uh ryan and, and scotty are settled down in dallas they're uh, they're just chilling ryan's married scotty's just being a bro they're <laughs> hang out with i actually missed them this weekend they were uh all my buddies from well some of my buddies from tech were at a uh a river house in new Braunfels. Um, they were both in attendance, and some other former tech players were there as well. I'm glad to hear that yeah, the boys I, are doing. I well. guess you had you had more important things to do uh, this weekend than be yeah, at why, a house. Why couldn't you go again? I just had to get a <laughs> ring, man. <laughs> there you go. That's a that's a transition. That's a professional one there for yeah, you. Yeah, that's a that's a very good one. Yeah. So you left Louisiana Tech uh, mm-hmm. the end of 2018 into 2019, uh, and now it's 2022, and you're in the USFL. What happened between those years? Oh man. Uh, so I went, I, my first call was to the Seahawks for minicamp. Uh, I went out there for a weekend and it was great, but, uh, (laughs) didn't really fit into the system. So then I went to my next camp with the Jaguars and I thought I had a hell of a camp. I thought I was going to stick, but I didn't. And so I got a call from the Redskins, had a workout. They didn't sign me there, but then I was with, I was brought back in I think in July of 2019. So I got signed and everything, ready to roll there for a few days. Um, and then Trent Williams starts to have his uh, 
brain stuff with the doctors. Um, so he decides to hold out, and uh, they decided to let me go and brought in Donald Penn Jr., the three-time Pro Bowl tackle. So that was the end of my NFL career stint. And after that, I was kind of pissed off. I was like, man, this shit ain't for me. I'm ready to just go about my regular life. And so I was working in a warehouse, just chilling, losing weight, working out, trying to be the next fitness influencer, whatever. Got all the way down to 260. And then December of that year, I got a CFL contract offer to the Ottawa Red Blacks. And so I moved back to Houston. I was living in Austin at the time. I moved to Houston to start training. Got all the way back to 300 pounds. Was moving good, feeling good. And then COVID came in the picture. Oh. And so um, I think it was March that year. So we started virtual training camp in March, which was cool. We had uh, meetings and stuff. We had cocktail parties. We did it all with the teams, virtual. And then I think March, can't remember the day, I got a call talking about how they're not sure if they're letting Americans in the country, so they're going to release me. Mm. And so never got to go to Canada. So that pissed me off. So I did the same thing. Started losing weight, chilling. Uh, didn't work because I was furloughed. And then after a few months, I was thought I was actually going to be done. Then I got a call from a coach named Peter Voss. And um, he invited me to come play in the spring league, which I'm not sure if you are familiar, but that was, yeah. yeah. So it's a developmental league trying to get you back into the NFL, whatever you want. We have another friend of the show that worked on their staff. Indeed. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, our, was- our resident UTSA fan. So coming full circle here with the, uh, with the school ah, that offered you. Gross. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> That's a good reaction. And so um, went out there, played for about, I think I got through four games this was last year in um, May. I got through four games and I tore my hamstring. Cool. But I was playing really well. I, uh, I didn't give up any sacks or pressures. And I was gaining traction from a couple NFL teams and a CFL team. But uh, that got cut short once I tore my hamstring. The owner of the USFL was there. And he was telling us how he plans on bringing the USFL to to bring it out this next year, 2022. And so, after how I performed that season, I was pretty confident that I would land a spot. And so, after that season, I went home, kind of rehabbed my leg a little bit, started training pretty hard, all the way through, when was the draft? March, I think. So, the draft was in February. And then I was drafted to the Stars. I don't know if y'all knew that. No. I was drafted to the Philadelphia Stars. Oh, man. Oh, funny how that worked out. Right. So I was in the second round of the tackle pool. I was the second pick. Um, It was great. It was nice to be drafted. It was a great feeling. So continued to train. Went out there to training camp and was doing very well. Everything was fine, going smooth. And then by day three or four, I uh, had a non-contact hamstring tear in the same hamstring from last year, which was pretty unfortunate. I uh, had a timetable of four to six weeks. And so that kind of, they caused me to be released by the team. So I was at home and the first thing I did was text my family and friends. I was like, hey guys, uh, don't know how to say this, but I was released from my team due to injury. 
Um, love you guys, but I'm going to be off the grid for about two or three weeks. So sent that text out. And the next day I got home, I was instantly in the gym, went to physical therapy because my PT was in the gym. I work out, work out at it. And so got my rehab done, got a lift in, went home, started doing stretching and eating to make sure my body was going to be right. Cause I knew I was going to get a call. I was, I was very confident in myself. And so I think I got cleared about four or five weeks after I hurt my hamstring again, or after I was home, excuse me. And then by week six, I heard from the stallions, but I didn't get signed till week seven. So I was out there, I think four days before the game. And uh, that's what brought me to be a part of the stallions. Cool, man. Well, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> sorry, sorry how tough your road's been, man. That's, yeah, that's brutal. Pretty brutal. Just that's to hear okay. And I mean, I know, I know it's, that's pretty common, right? And we as fans don't really hear about that struggle so much, you know? So, right. um, you know, so, so you, you make it back to the USFL, you're with the Stallions starting week seven. How did that go from that point on? Uh, it was kind of, it was good. I really enjoyed it. It's just, uh, I knew my role was going to be more of a reserve role because I got brought into a system that hasn't seen me play. I mean, Skip's seen me play, but Skip's not coaching me. It's Coach Heimbach. He's my offensive line coach. And so I knew going into it that I wasn't going to get very many reps. So um, I tried to make the best out of practice. I uh, did everything I could, uh, except in my role. was very supportive to the guys when I was, uh, wasn't playing. And uh, I was making sure I did everything right when I was. So... I own the role I had, but I'm looking forward to having um, more of a chance next season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's it sounds like you at every step, you've kind of made the most of your opportunities, right? Whether we're talking about scout team freshman year or, you know, getting your opportunity sort of halfway through this inaugural USFL season. Right. Um, you know, what was that ride like being with that team as they're sort of on that winning streak and, you know, pushing uh, I mean, towards the it championship? was cool. It was it was nice. Um, I really just wanted to make sure that I did what I had to do to make sure we did win because there was a week where we lost um, ten to nine. Ooh, and yeah, so to a, a team that wasn't supposed to be very good, if I remember right, right? Correct. As to the Gamblers, who I think had won one game at the time, mm. and uh, I think that was a wake up call for everybody. And um, I just wanted to make sure I did everything I could to help everyone. So it was nice to be a part of it, but it, it was also is also still came with work so it's it's just very grateful to be a part of it for sure well give you know given that you were kind of dealing with some nagging uh you know hamstring trouble there uh uh were you able to were you able to hit the field very much with the stallions or were you kind of hampered by the uh, the injury there um well i was able to play so oh okay it was just a matter of how much playing so sure. i had a reserve role so i was a backup um i was in there for special teams got a little bit of reps uh, outside sure. of that but um, they had already had their tackle rotation set and I wasn't there I to see. break that. So I see I did what I could, but I was full go. I was hundred percent with my hamstring at the time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't realize you're also, uh, ve- also verified on Twitter. Didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, congrats. Jamar got it and like flipped out. <laughs> He's like, Oh, well, verified. <laughs> Congrats uh, to him too. Uh, yeah. One thing that, speaking of Twitter, I guess that was kind of fun to watch throughout the course of the season was whenever the Birmingham Stallions made a free agency move, it seemed to involve a tech player. You mentioned that Skip wasn't your coach because you're really more coached by your position group coach. But 
what was it like to be maybe reunited with some tech people in the locker room or were you able oh, with, with skip as big as hands on <laughs> and getting you on the team or, or what was that like? Well, I'm sure skip had a huge role in it. I'm very positive. He did. I uh, actually, I told him when I was getting released that I was getting released and he said, we'd talk. And, uh, sure enough, I heard from this, the personnel guy shortly after the, the personnel guy's name was Zach. He kept up with me basically throughout the time of my rehab. So I think skip was eager to bring me in. It just was a matter of when, um, but as far as being in the locker room with the same guys, uh, the five of them, it was, it was kind of like being back at tech again, but it was a little different because everyone's kind of an adult now. <laughs> uh, a few of them have babies and a few of them have grown as men compared to what they were like in college. And so it was actually really nice. Um, it was it was just the same brotherhood. And actually, um, another teammate on the team, uh, the cornerback, Brian Allen, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Uh, him and I kind of grew up together. He played AAU basketball with my uncle and my cousin, and he's a few years older, a couple years older, but I played on that team as kind of a back. I was definitely a backup, but I would get in and I'd do my role. I was just a big, tall guy at the time, but they were actually super good. So I knew Brian too. So everything just kind of felt full circle, but Skip just did not have a hands-on role with the O-line, so I didn't get much attention from him. So I didn't get the same Jamar hugs or anything, but it was still, it was still, you know, it was awesome to have him as a coach. Yeah. And so the other tech guys on that team, can you remind us uh, who those guys are? Yeah. Uh, you got Jamar, obviously, Big Baldy. Who? Then you got Jamar. Excuse you, sir. Best hair on the team, voted by his teammates. And it's on his Wikipedia for accomplishments. Are you serious? <laughs> it was. I swear to God. I oh swear. My God. I oh swear. I laughed so Jesus. hard when I saw that tweet. I laughed so hard. That was so, so funny. Then you got O'Shea Dugas. Uh, he okay. was number 74 at Tech. Yeah. Uh, you got Bobby. Bobby Holly. Oh, yeah. Not Great yeah. hands in that championship game, man. Great hands. Oh, yeah, dude. Freak that catch. Was awesome. We were on the bus celebrating that one pretty hard. <laughs> they um, took uh, they took best hair off his accomplishments. No, it's still oh. there. It's in personal now. Oh. First season with the Birmingham <laughs> Stallions, Smith was awarded Birmingham Stallions best hair award by his teammates <laughs> as a joke. Which that hey, feels that's not a joke. That's yeah. a joke. <laughs> Come it's on, Wikipedia. Count. You're not supposed to editorialize. Yeah. Hey, I want a Wikipedia page with best hair. <laughs> you gotta, you you gotta get, win the award. Yeah, uh, <laughs> got a quality stash. Uh, I need the best stash award. That that's it. That's your way in. Seventies cop stash. <laughs> yeah, we'll, uh, we'll start the grassroots movement out here to try to get you that award for next year. That's good. <laughs> good. But uh, then we yeah, had dude. Trey Baldwin, linebacker. He signed. Okay. He was a redshirt my senior year at Tech. And then uh, Adrian Hardy. He was the other receiver uh, at Tech for two of my years, I believe, three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who is nice to see him get a chance, man? The guy's a great player. It was fun well, to watch nice tech. To, it's nice to see a lot of guys get a chance, though. Like USFL's given a lot of old tech boys uh, a chance, and not just them. Like a lot of uh, the G five uh, players, a chance. It's nice, right? And plus, I agree more, completely. More, more football's just good. Period. Uh, yeah, so. agreed. Yeah, it was nice to have a meaningful football game to watch on July third. Like, that, that, yeah, was, that was cool. Ju- Julia was very confused. She was like, "Is the <laughs> NFL started?" I said, uh, "No." <laughs> uh, I do like the fact that. The NFL, people have been talking about making the day after Super Bowl Sunday a national holiday for years, and the USFL finally did it by making their championship game the day before July 4th. Yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
the fireworks, the fireworks man. like July 4th. Yeah. yeah, those were sweet. They were kind of too close, though. <laughs> but that well, game was it was sold out, and I think oh, you guys was, yeah, would have absolutely. had a hell of an experience there. It was loud. It felt like a great atmosphere. The fans were there was fans for both teams, which was kind of surprising, but it was an awesome game. Great experience. No, it looks sold out there in Canton at the uh, I don't I don't know the name of the state. It's like the, the Pro Tom, Football Hall of Fame, the Tom Pinson Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium. Is that no. what it's called? Yeah, because yeah. he donated a bunch of money. Yeah, he, yep. We're we're Sa- <laughs> Nathan and I are Saints fans. <laughs> yeah. So what are you a Cowboys fan? Damn right. I knew that was coming. Well, this just plummeted. <laughs> I live about two miles from their stadium. So if you if you get a chance with the Cowboys, we'll uh, we'll link up. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Titans fan over here. But uh anyway, uh yeah, it was awesome to see the win. Uh I I loved the trophy. Uh my brother said, Matt, it just looks like a giant piece of plastic. I said, No, it looks great. Yeah, it was, uh, wasn't plastic. I well, I knew it wasn't plastic. He's Hater. Just, yeah, exactly. That, that he doesn't that, want spring football to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my brother in spades, a hater. But um, it it was it was pretty cool. Uh, just to, I mean, the whole thing. Uh, Bo Scarborough is a fucking animal. I had a lot of fun watching him play. Indeed, um, big guy. It was uh, really really cool to see uh, some tech players in the end zone celebrating after certain plays. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. Dugas at one point and. We all love Jay. Well, I've hated on Jamar religiously uh, whenever he was still playing at Tech, but that's that's all in the past. <laughs> nah, <laughs> man, we love we love Jamar. Uh, correction: obviously. You love Jamar more than anybody. More than anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure like his mom loves him more than I. You love know what him. I mean? Come on. <laughs> I'm, this, I'm, this, I'm this fucking podcast friend. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah uh it's uh now we're all looking forward to next year yeah, yeah. well i mean hopefully he's not on the team hopefully he's in the nfl in the camp at least or anything sure yeah hopefully for a sure. lot of these guys get their yeah, shot in the so nfl is that kind of like you know obviously i think the hope for most of those guys is that they'll get another shot at the nfl is that is that kind of the goal for like this year they're hoping to get invited to a camp here in a couple weeks right so uh, i believe that everyone's main mission would always be to be in the nfl um I think everyone's kind of getting to work, trying to let their bodies rest and doing a lot of recovery stuff, um, waiting on the call. But I know from my perspective that it's not really reasonable to expect everyone to get a call. So I think everyone should be prepared to get a call, but also be ready for next season in the spring as well, in case they don't. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So is your plan to return for the next season, assuming you don't get that call? Well, considering that I was I missed half the season with injury and was in a reserve role, I believe that I will be back in the USFL <laughs> with old Skipper repping the Stallions. Until he, until he succeeds Bill Belichick and wins 25 Super Bowls in a row. Right. Which, <laughs> I, I mean, that's the coach's dreams, too. Coaches are trying to, you know, get paychecks as well. Well, that's kind of what it's well, that's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. To wrap all this up uh one thing you mentioned running it back in the usfl next year uh you have in your your twitter bio that you're an aspiring coach is that what you see yourself doing once usfl hopefully nfl time comes to an end oh absolutely i uh i definitely want to be a college coach or nfl coach one day so once i uh, gather up all these connections i plan on using them to make that happen nice well yeah, man. i'd love hopefully. to be one of the greats Hopefully you can go to the Chiefs and I can see you play with Sneed. Who, uh, oh, that I would love, be pretty cool. You still get to wear to, red too. Yeah, love to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, love to watch my boy Sneed play. 
Right. And just to hit back on Snead, he's a dog. I think this is going to be a great year for him. I love I love Snead so much. And I, I'm very glad that I get to still see him play uh, whenever Chiefs tickets aren't 300 motherfucking goddamn fucking dollars. 300? Oh, it's fucking outrageous. I, I'm a Titan fan, and I'm, I'm trying to see them play the Titans. Those are the lowest tickets so far. Jeez. But tickets up here are pretty fucking outrageous. I'm sure it's no better for any other NFL team except maybe the Jags. And the Texans. They're pretty cheap here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's they're, yeah. they're, got, they're got awful. And then the Washington football team. Well, the Commanders now. They're the commies now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't, can't give away tickets. The commies. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, well, that's, that's I'm not original. People around here have been saying it since the day they the announced commies. the change. That's yeah. fabulous. They wear red. They're the commies. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. But uh, so next, when does the season start? It starts uh, in April, right? For USFL? Yeah. Yeah, I think the first game was like April 16th or something like that. Gotcha. At least so last now year. It's- All right, yeah. So real quick, before we wrap it up, Evan, do you have a tweet of the week? Yeah, we already mentioned this tweet earlier on the show, but uh, I'm going to give it to Fox College Football at CFB on Fox. Uh, It says, retweet if someone from your school won a USFL title last night. And uh, it says, USFL champs, Birmingham Stallions roster by college. Uh, You know, you got a bunch of teams with one player, like uh, lame schools like Alabama, Cincinnati, uh, you know, uh, Marshall's in there, Mississippi State. Yeah, so a uh, couple couple schools with two, Miami, boring, UCF, boring, who cares? Uh, three players from Oregon. All right, respect. Six players from La Tech. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Six players <laughs> won a championship, uh, including our boy here, uh, Mike Rodriguez. So shout yeah. out. Yeah, shout out to uh, those six Tech players uh, getting those rings. And Skip, too. Six players and skip. So there we go. Motherfucking skip. And we didn't get the chance to talk about the painful one point losses. And I'd like to think that that was subconsciously the way things are supposed to be. <laughs> yep. Because uh, nothing oh good boy. to say about those. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can either talk about the one point losses or third and 93. So I'm, I'm glad we covered. <laughs> yeah, we got the, yeah, one, one moment of despair on the podcast as per usual. Yeah, <laughs> one, one, one's enough. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. You got to take, uh, take part in the championship. Uh, hopefully we're talking to a we're, we're talking on a repeat now and uh get you on the on the cast next year whenever you're getting ready to field some offers from the uh from the nfl for sure man this was fun and i really appreciate y'all having me you're verified on twitter but where can people follow you uh wherever all right <laughs> <laughs> same tag everywhere i'm sure there's not i'm sure there's only one michael rodriguez in the world oh no uh <laughs> definitely not not the most basic <laughs> name lists in the world yeah it's with at underscore Michael R14 is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, give him a follow. Please, guys, please. Yeah, well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog at gtpdd.dog where I put up a new post about uh, something else baseball related because it's me. I want to put something up baseball related. Also, while you're there, you can hit up our shop, gtpdd.dog slash shop, where the new July shirt of the month is a furiously pacing our living room shirt in the style of 90s things. Yep. <laughs> That's the best cool. description I have of it. Pretty uh, cool. Yeah, you should, you should get that. gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And that was Michael. And go tech. Oh. Please don't die. <laughs>
you told us that story before yeah. we started recording, but you want to go ahead and give it a second telling? Yeah, tell ah. us as much as you're willing to tell about how you lost your phone after the championship game. <laughs> well, uh, we had to wake up at nine for the game, so we won the game. So that's about 20 <laughs> hours up. Uh, champagne, tequila, cigars were involved in the locker room and on the way back. Um, went to the casino with the boys, continued to drink there. Uh, I had to go to my room at 4 a.m. to pack. I uh, got packed up by about 4.30, uh, still sipping on a little something. And I called for an Uber. I got canceled on Uber by five times, so then I paid the ridiculous Lyft fees. Shout out to Lyft. Hope you guys fix your fees. Um, <laughs> paid that fee. Finally yeah, got a ride at 5.10 a.m. for my airplane, or for my ride that left at, Jesus, my flight that left at 5.50. Oh, wow. Still drunk. So, and still drunk. <laughs> got to the airport at 5.32 from old Larry, the Vietnam vet, who's super cool. He actually told me, make sure you don't forget your personal belongings. I said, (laughs) thank you, sir. That's very nice of you. And I got out of the car, got my suitcase and my duffel bag out the back. I walked into the airport, realized I didn't have my phone. I turned around, walked out the door, saw he pulled off, and I let out the biggest fuck I've ever yelled in my life. (laughs) I went inside, talked to the lady. I told her, hey, I don't have my boarding passes. My phone's gone. She said, do you want to call it? And I said, well, I'm late, ma'am, so I can't call it. She said, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I have to leave in 15 minutes. She's like, no, let's just call it. She insisted that I called it. So, all right, you know, we can call it. Let's call it. So I called it, didn't answer. She said, do you have another number you can call? No, my number, <laughs> my phone has one number. <laughs> and so I got my boarding pass as I walked off. So that was that. Uh, my phone is in Cleveland, Ohio. With Larry waiting on Lyft to uh, get in contact, about to yeah. burn Lyft down. Um, Lyft is going to like, listen to this show and throw your fun away <laughs> from all the all the hate you're throwing at him. Well, hopefully yeah. we get sponsored by Lyft. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, Let's sponsor y'all and give me a new phone. Yeah, no problem. It's a win-win for everybody. But, um, uh, sounds like a hell of a a hell of a time. Yeah, that was cool. And then I got home and my car won't start. But you know. That's <laughs> Can of worms. My God. Is it, is it everything that happens? Well, at least we won the championship, or is it just everything sucks despite the fact you just won the championship? No, I'm happy with the win. I don't really care anymore. I'm <laughs> just going to get a flip phone. Fuck this car. <laughs> <laughs> just going to walk everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs>